Hey everyone, Stephen John here. Before we get to today's show, we just wanted to give you all a quick update on eternal leadership. John? Now, since we launched the show, which just seems like just a few weeks ago, but my goodness, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. 14 months, and we just hit 100,000 people that have listened to the show. We're in 124 countries, literally around the world. And the thing that's really kind of been some uh, a surprise, a wonderful surprise for Steve and I, is how many non-English speaking countries in our top 10, right, Steve? Yeah, we've got three of them. China, Singapore, and the Islamic Republic of Iran are in our top 10. That's crazy, John. It is. And, you know, we've gotten some feedback from some of these countries. We, we've actually never received an email from Iran. There's probably a good reason for that. Uh, but, man, these are just pockets of believers that just want to build the kingdom and, and enhance their leadership skills. And and I think we've been, we've been able to grow this because of the just the incredible audience. So thank you, guys. Uh, you guys are engaged. You're sending us emails. You're giving us feedback. And we really want to serve you even better, don't we, Steve? Absolutely. We want to take 2016 and kind of retool and make sure that we're serving the needs of our listeners. So here's what we want to do. We, we think it would just be incredible for this entire eternal leadership community to just help serve everybody forward. And we know that we can just help just zero in and address some of your just your exact personal and business constraints. Absolutely. And if you go to eternalleadership.com slash survey, we're going to have a short survey there that is really going to help us develop programs, develop content, develop shows, find guests that are really focused on the areas that you want to focus on, those areas that you need help with, those areas that you feel you need support with. Yeah, so we're excited about this. It's the 2016 Listener and Reader Survey. So like Steve said, just go to eternalleadership.com forward slash survey. We would really appreciate your time. It'll literally take you less than five minutes. It's just a few questions. And uh, just thank you all for being part of this incredible journey, this great community. We'd love to see you on the Facebook. Uh, we'd love to have you subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything at all Steve and I can do for you, please reach out john at eternalleadership.com or steve at eternalleadership.com so here's to making this the best year you've ever had god bless you all talk to you soon in this tipping point environment where everything is overwhelming us set aside the social media and go back and put a little bit of energy five minutes a day into the relationships and you'll see dividends that you've never anticipated relational dividends for sure and maybe business dividends if applied that way. Definitely ministerial dividends. Give, 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 and people will begin to want to give back. Welcome to Eternal Leadership, a show dedicated to equipping and inspiring leaders to accomplish what God has created in them. I'm Steve Ryder, and that was today's guest, Thomas Gay. Now, for the last couple of months, I've been mentioning that one of our sponsors is Refer.com, a relationship management website that helps automate and streamline the process of nurturing relationships and ultimately getting more referrals and more business. Both my partner, John Ramstead, and I use Refer.com and highly recommend it for all of our eternal leadership listeners. But when we found out that the CEO Thomas Gay built Refer.com based on scriptural principles of how Jesus developed relationships. I, I know for a fact my spidey senses kicked into gear and I wanted to learn more. 
we're very careful not to make this interview sound like an infomercial, but this is going to be a fun conversation where we learn about Tom's story, the kinds of intentional things Jesus did to nurture relationships that Refer.com has implemented, and some of the bells and whistles of Refer.com that John and I are big fans of. So without further ado, here's how we got this conversation started on this edition of Eternal Leadership. All right, Steve, today on the Eternal Leadership Podcast, we have Tom Gay. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Appreciate being here. Well, it's great to have you. And if people remember, uh, if they've been listening for a while, we had a, a guest on who's just become a great friend of ours, Kevin Knebel. Yeah. And, and Kevin shared that, you know, his whole vision, his whole approach to life is just how do I build just deep relationships with people? How do I serve others. And he shared with us, Tom, with this company you have built uh, called Refer.com, which is built on just this incredible biblical model of just deep relationships, servant leadership, just integrating our faith and our life and our work. And Steve and I have both uh, become just, uh, we, we love the platform. I'll tell you some more stories about it uh, later on. But uh, you sent me early on, uh, Tom, uh, it's almost like a manifesto that's scripturally based on everything about uh, business and relationships and marketing. It was fabulous. And and so we're going to have that available on the website uh, uh, for this episode. Yeah. What I love about it is there are three columns in it. One are basic principles, examples in the life of Jesus, and then ideas for the individual. And it's all about personal growth, personal contact, written communications, referral partnerships. I, I it's cool. I've, I've never thought about examples from the life of Jesus in this sort of context. So we are going to make that available, and uh, we'll have a link at the end of the show. We'll let you know where you can get it. Yeah, so Tom, as we start, I'd love for you to uh, just share a little bit about your, your journey, your background, your story, so people can get to know you. And, and then we'll get in and just talk about uh, where this framework, this manifesto came from, and how we can take some learning points from that and apply it. Sure, excellent. Myself, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I've started officially seven companies and one ministry. Uh, at this stage of my life, I, I look back and say uh, three significant information technology companies. And um, uh, I've I just had a birthday, just so to put it in context. I just turned 70 years old last week. Hey, happy birthday, Tom. Happy birthday. And, and I feel like I'm just at the, the uh, maybe the late middle age uh, bracket, ready to uh, keep going. I've been in refirement for um, probably about 15 years. That's what Ken Blanchard calls it, right? Refirement. Yes, yes uh, um, I, he does. And uh, I have some connections with Ken that go back to the 90s that uh, when I was living in San Diego and we shared some times together. Anyhow, uh, my companies have always been focused on problem solving and helping business people solve problems. And yet in my current um, iteration with Refer.com, uh, which is now about three years old, we're, we're focused both on ministry and um, nonprofits as well as companies in the secular marketplace, helping them understand the importance of relationships and referrals. And as I like to say, bringing uh, the human connection back into our business and uh, ministry lives in ways that it's that have been lost in this crazy world we're in. So, my uh, journey uh, started in Massachusetts, where I grew up as a young boy, uh, and then living all over the country. 
in the end of the 90s, I took a company public and then sold it uh, to a much larger firm. And my wife and I then uh, went overseas uh, on a, a short ministry trip, two-week ministry trip. And that trip turned into an eight-year journey where we actually lived in South Africa and started a whole new um, ministry that uh, is really the love of our lives today. Returned to the U.S. in 2009 and moved to Idaho where we now live. And building a nice little company here uh, in the Boise area that uh, is serving uh, clients across the world. What, what was the ministry in South Africa, Tom? It was called, or is called, Monte Cristo Ministries. Uh, it's about uh, 40 to 50 kilometers outside of Cape Town, South Africa. And uh, it is aimed at uplifting people who are caught in institutional poverty and all of the consequences of that and turning them uh, in a better direction. So we started that in uh, about 2001 and grew it to about 60 people between then and 2008 uh, and uh, developed a um, infrastructure and a strategy that um, had uh, people join us and partner up with us working in South Africa from coming in from all over the world and just uh, a ministry founded on three core objectives. One is uh, evangelism, bringing people to uh, Christ and discipling them. Number two is affecting them from the standpoint of um, what we call life skills or basic life needs, food, safety, security, um, uh, education. Uh, uh, and then the third pillar was teaching people how to be self-sustaining, economically uh, self-sustaining, so that they would know how to care for themselves and break the uh, cycle of poverty. You know, that must have been some pretty deep conviction, having, you know, coming here from the U.S. with everything you have going on here, friends and family back here, two weeks turns into eight years. Mm -hmm. uh, I, could you say a few words about where that clarity came from and that conviction to just to make that decision? Uh, there's several things that intersect here, John. Uh, first of all, we all are given a set of gifts. And my gifts are strategic and organizational and leadership-wise. And when we went there to South Africa on a very typical outreach, we went with one requirement on the, the sending organization. That requirement was we wanted to go as hands and hearts, my wife and I, not as Tom and Patty, former CEO, someone with a success background. We wanted to go simply to serve. And, as, and that requirement was fulfilled. And as we uh, had a chance to actually witness and participate and minister, what became clear to us is that the talents that we had been given had a place and a value that could be applied to uh, people caught in the circumstances that we were experiencing there. So as we were able to um, participate in the ministry and work with the sick and, and get in, in touch with uh, those caught in poverty and hold children who were dying of AIDS and understand that we knew so many possible ways that we could take what we'd been given and teach others there how to turn in a new direction that we just uh, felt compelled to uh, to go back 
it was my third trip there where they put me in a room for like 10 days and said, please help us prepare a ministry plan so that we can take it to funding agencies to get funds. And um, Monte Cristo had some very specific requirements. If you're going to work with us in the ministry, you're going to have to be financially self-supporting. We're going to teach others how to be that, so we may as well be ourselves. If you're going to come, you're going to have to come and become part of this community. You have to cross the bicultural bridge. You cannot come and be an American or a Brit or a Canadian. You had to come and become a belonger. And we had to learn these things ourselves, by the way. This isn't you know, something that was revealed to us. And today, we've been back here in the States since uh, 2009. Uh, we left purposefully so that the South African leadership would take over. And today, they continue in relationships, uh, continuing to serve the needs of their community, working together from all walks of life and from all uh, faith groups joined together uh, using Monte Cristo as the means for that, for that uh, bridge. Uh, at its peak, we were feeding uh, 6,000 children every day out of uh, ministry operations there uh, with uh, food that would allow them to go to school and have an opportunity to learn. Well, I, I love that that came from this two-week trip, and I, you know, I can't help to think, Tom, you know, at 70 years young, with all of your experiences in Monte Cristo and also just being in business so long, being a CEO, bringing company public, seven other startups, uh, your, your marriage, the relationships. You know, what, you know, our audience, uh, you know, typically they're the, the people that are leaders, they're business owners, they're, um, you know, they're probably, I don't know, thirties, forties, fifties. What advice would you have for people, uh, you know, that are, you know, back where you were, you know, 20, 30 years ago? Well, you know, we, we're all given something in the way of, um, talents, and opportunities. And I think we, we should be continuously asking the question, uh, Lord, how did you mean for me to use this gifts? I've been uniquely equipped and gifted. And, uh, you know, from before the uh, beginning of time, I was uh, made for a particular, I was designed for a particular purpose. And uh, a prayer I've had is, uh, is one that says, Father, uh, given how you designed me, how do I put a smile on your face, you the designer? Mm. And, um, you know, I know that here at this stage in life, you know, people ask me all the time, well, you know, are you through yet? Or when are you going to retire? Or when are you going to go do something um, for yourself? Well, I'm doing what I'm designed to be. So seek what it is that that you were made for. And, yeah, you were made for to run a business or to be a mom or to be uh, – any number of things, but for whom, for whose glory were you uh, equipped in the way that you are? And as I began to look at that, you know, I walk out the door here to, uh, of my office, and, and I've got a, a, a small company today of about 20 people, a little under 20 people, and they're my ministry. And I walk out the door to the, um, whether it's a client or whether it's uh, people in, in uh, the community around me, they're my ministry, and, and all of us have, have our own unique equipping, our own gifting. Look for it. Ask for it. Uh, if you don't ask for it, you may not find it. 
And if you ask for it and seek, you, you'll have it revealed. Yeah, you know, I was just listening to a friend of ours, Lance Walno, uh, teach this weekend, and he was talking about that, you know, that calling, that clarity, that purpose. And he goes, a lot of people in business, they, they really try to seek to either engineer or innovate and really try to, you know, create this calling. What he talked about was, and it's where you're talking about with that prayer, it's really about this calling is already there and it's in front of us and you just have to let it emerge Mm-hmm. as you lean into God, as you say these prayers, and yet, and then as it starts to emerge, and it's not always maybe perfectly in focus, but you start moving toward it. And as you start doing that, uh, that's when things, you pull people into your orbit mm-hmm. that are like-minded or they're resources that you need or they have the the talents and the skills that you need to complement what you're doing and, and things start coming together and, and it, it takes form and shape and, and then creates momentum and progress. And I think a lot of people really struggle with that, that concept of just what is my identity and what should I be doing with these gifts and, uh, and how am I uniquely equipped and made? Yeah, there's not a magic uh, answer. There's, there's a pathway to the answer and the pathway is to prayerfully seek what it is that special calling is. I can remember it was about 2002, sitting in a restaurant, having breakfast after church with my wife. And, you know, we were in the midst of um, moving. As, as I say, our daughter graduated from high school in 2001, and we left home. Mom and dad left home. We left her, an 18-year-old, to start off college by herself, uh, moved 15,000 miles away. And, you know, why are we doing this? And I came to realize that as we're sitting in that restaurant, I came to realize that this was a call. We had to respond to it. And I could, I could give you all kinds of scriptural reference about, um, you know, leaving home, leaving mom and dad, um, you know, the, 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 the tremendous um, um, references in scripture to what we did. And we could not not do it. So thankfully, our daughter uh, uh, came with us the first couple of times, and and being a strong woman of God herself, she knew we had to do that. That's awesome. Now, now bring us, you know, to today. What what are you working on today, and how did everything that you've done in the past lead to this company that you've started now? Well, when I came back from South Africa, I did not know what I was going to do, and in fact, we moved to Boise from Southern California because. After being on the front lines in Africa for eight years, we just said uh, we couldn't take that bustle and hustle of Southern California. So we came to Boise, which is a much um, smaller town and, and, and a lot more um, family-centered. And I started consulting with companies. Being a former CEO, I was in significant uh, demand. People were willing to sit and talk and listen. I started consulting. And I realized that um, uh, as I invested relationally, as I purposely focused on on uh, connecting relationally and giving to people, that they would introduce me to other people because I was so different than others that were out selling their time. And after having a client base in a market where I knew no one, literally no one, my wife and I were brand new to this town. In about uh, a year, we had, I had 15 clients, uh, active, paying, happy clients. 
and I had taught a number of people the principles of referral or relationship marketing as we call it today. And their businesses started to flourish. Introduce this whole process that we now provide under our Refer.com brand. Introduce it to an attorney who was suffering. His business development practices were poor. And he was thinking of shutting down his uh, private practice and going to work for a company. And in three months, turned his business around, turned his practice around. <laughs> and somebody said to me, Tom, you know what the Internet has done? You could put this into uh, a platform and take these principles you teach, take them out to uh, a broad marketplace. And that was like waving a red flag in front of a bull. I just said, wow, really? And I went, I just, you know, being entrepreneurial and a creative type, I said, well, let's form a company. And that company uh, was born about four years ago. Uh, we really got serious about it three years ago. And um, that became the uh, starting place of Refer.com. It's interesting, our whole approach, all of our deliverables inside of Refer.com aren't new. They're timeless. When I, when I speak in front of an audience, uh, I speak of their origin. The origin that we know of in modern times is uh, Dale Carnegie. You could go back to his principles written about in the 30s, and yeah. you say, well, gee, that's Refer.com today, enabled, uh, that's Dale Carnegie enabled with Refer.com tools and technologies and nomenclature. But realistically, and I know you know this because you've seen uh, my, uh, my white paper, uh, these principles of Refer.com are ancient. They go back to uh, biblical times where we were taught about relationships and taught about the importance of caring for each other and giving to each other and, and putting somebody else ahead of our, us for their benefit, not to get something necessarily. Well, Tom, and, you had talked about you know the pillars that you had built Monte Cristo on. What are, what are some of the pillars that you've uh, kind of built Refer.com on? Well, there's one uh, significant foundational pillar, and that is you have to be a person committed to giving first in order to get the opportunity to receive. Mm. So give, give, give. And in the case of refer, what we talk about giving is giving relationally something of yourself to the people you're trying to build a connection with. Staying in touch, keeping in touch. Uh, I won't ask you to answer the question, but just think about the answer to the question of all of the great people you've met over the years, maybe just over the last two years, who you've lost touch with. They've sort of fallen through the cracks. We all have them. Well, I would say, Tom, that most of us would answer most of them, <laughs> unfortunately. But, yeah, and I, I, and I don't want to make anyone feel bad, but the reality is that's the story of our lives. And now imagine if you had given connectivity, connection, relationship with a, a few of them, would those relationships have evolved into something that was uh, stronger, better, continuing? So give first. When you give and give again, people begin to know you for who you are. Uh, they will like you because of who you are. And as they know and like you, they develop a sense of um, trust and openness and willingness. And as that trust builds, the relationship can emerge based on what your, your goals and their goals are, can emerge to where you're helping each other. 
There's a great book written about 15 years ago uh, by Robert Cialdini. It's, it's spelled C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I, Cialdini. He's a um, now-retired professor from Arizona State University. And the, the book uh, is all about influence and how you create influence. And it's a secular book, but it uh, uh, extracts a lot of the principles from Scripture that uh, we found ourselves on. I, I suspect uh, Mr. Cialdini uh, likely understands this. But one of the principles is the principle of scarcity. When you do something that other people don't do, you stand out. You're scarce. And giving and being a giver is a scarce behavior. So the more you give, the more people want to give back. You know, that's true, isn't it? In today's society, there's there's very few people that are actually givers in, in what they do. or That's not how they live their life on a consistent basis. Yes. And... and you know, you have to develop a mindset of, of being a giver, and I guess it's a habit or a mindset that can be developed with um, practice. Uh, however, um, if you're not consciously focused on being of value to somebody else, uh, you stand the chance of that somebody else slipping through the cracks. And, and that's why we focus on putting a structure or a system around the premise of being a giver. Give and give and give, and people will begin to know, like, and trust you. And as they trust you, they'll want to give back. That's called the power of reciprocity. And all through Scripture, you can find examples of this. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's so uh, connected and relevant. Tom, give us an example. Give us one of those examples of reciprocity in Scripture. Well, okay. Um, think of the numbers of times that uh, Christ went out and taught people or urged people to forgive the sinner, okay? You know, the woman at the well. He gave her freedom by forgiving her and then calling her to something better. Now, what did she do? She went back and witnessed that there was this man who um, uh, had forgiven her for her sins. The Apostle Paul, he kept laying himself down for everyone as he went out and evangelized. And what he was doing was giving to others his example of who Christ is, was, and how he had at one time been trapped in sin and been forgiven and relieved. And in, in that message that he gave, what he created was an environment in which others were compelled to step up and respond to it themselves. I love the story of Acts 2, where people every day brought all that they had when they gathered and they worshiped and prayed and, and ate together. And they brought all that they had and gave it to the betterment of the whole community. And then they were deployed out into their community the next day, and God added to their numbers. And they came together again in a larger community. And so it's just that gathering, in that case, gathering, giving to each other from every walk of life, 
being blessed in community and scattering to go out and extend the giving of that beyond uh, to others. And that's a fundamental calling that uh, carries on till now. Well, I think that's such a great point because it's not about what we do because what we do flows from who we are. And what you're talking about is being the kind of person who fundamentally you're, you're living and modeling a lifestyle that just keeps pointing others back toward you know our relationship that we have with Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and as we do that, uh, because it is so unique in this culture, in this society, those relationships come back to us. And it's not just financial gain. It's just the the just the richness of these relationships in our lives and sowing into other people's and uh, but in the context of business, Tom, that helps us with our relationships um, on things that are very important because when you're running a company, you know you have to grow the people that you're working with. But I also like part of refer.com uh, because I you know I've been in sales for 25 years and have sold. Uh, and created large sales uh, organizations, probably sold hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of mm-hmm. products and services. And I was telling Steve when we first saw this that everything that I used to do based on spreadsheets and ha- I had an assistant working with me to help me do all this, to stay in touch with people, to sew into people and be a giver. And it was not just people that I thought you know, could be my next client or that could benefit me financially. When you really have this mindset that I'm going to just serve and give everybody I come in touch with, um, man, it's just amazing uh, what happens. Uh, but you had taken all that and put it together in a process in Refer.com that was automated, and I love it. And I would really encourage people to check it out because maybe you can talk a little bit about how it works and what it does because uh, we could we could probably sit – people really need to download this uh, – these biblical principles that you're talking about and really take a deep dive in here. Uh, but I'd love for maybe take a, a few minutes and just practically, wh- what do you guys do? Well, what refer.com has done is taken uh, the principles of giving and building trust and put it into a software tool that uh, allows you to keep in touch with and build a network of, let's call them uh, they could be prospects, they could be connections, they could be relationships, but to build a network of deep, trusted connections who share with you uh, common interests and help you to either grow your business or grow your, um, your ministry or grow your relationships for the benefit of each other. So practically speaking, when someone uh, enrolls in our software, uh, they get a username and password, and the tool does some amazing things to bring your contact list into the software and start to sort them based on a whole number of criteria so that you can uh, easily select the people who you want to focus on. And without getting too technical, uh, it goes into your email database and starts to identify the people you've been in the greatest level of uh, connection with. And rank orders them and says, would you like to continue and stay in this uh, deep relationship with these people or add some more people to it? Once, it, once you've gone through the sorting process uh, that the software enables, it then goes and schedules a recurring number and cycle of your getting in touch and keeping in touch and sends you a reminder that says every other week or every quarter or every year, don't forget to reach out and talk to Fred. 
Um, there's a lot more to how it does that, and the uh, software guides you through how often you should be doing this, and then begins to equip you with methods to do it efficiently and to um, not have someone fall through the, the cracks. Um, if you go to the web, to our website, you get to see some of those tools in, in place, but we've got all kinds of intelligent tools that help you keep in touch and stay in touch and keep you um, top of mind with that group of people who you should be um, uh, never letting them go into an inactive place where you've uh, lost track of them. Tom, one of the things I really like about the software is the ability for you to record those people's interests. And then within the software, I can go look up an article regarding those interests and thus send that to the person that I'm scheduled to touch that week. So, for example, I have an attorney buddy who is a big Tennessee Volunteers football fan. Mm -hmm. I can go and I can look up. I can click on it. You have some articles that I can go ahead and just insert. Hey, saw this story and thought of you. Hope you're doing well, man. Be awesome. And, yeah, and then I send it off. And that's my touch. See, that's all about them, Steve. It's all about giving to them something that's meaningful to them. Now, we also deal with the, the, the human challenge of, gee, I know I should reach out and talk to uh, Steve, but I don't know what to say to him. Well, the system is filled with uh, hundreds of templated emails, a template meaning um, the draft of a potential email that you could send to Steve or I could send to Steve that uh, based on the recency of my, my talking to Steve, based on what I had previously sent to Steve and the level of my relationship is, is he someone I don't know all the way up to a dear friend? And as I vary in terms of understanding whether he's a dear friend or, or a new acquaintance, the personal nature of that templated email changes. So imagine it's done for you, it's served up to you automatically when it's time to talk to Steve, and I can look at it and say, gee, this fits, or go right on screen and, and edit it and make it all about me and add that article about the Tennessee volunteers, or it could be a TED Talk, or it could be something that came out of uh, any other resource that related to Steve's interest. And so uh, I no longer risk not connecting or staying connected with Steve and, and being irrelevant in time because I've let him, let him just fade away. Uh, and we also urge and support uh, phone calls and handwritten personal notes and text messaging and, and, and we have uh, just a ton of how to do that most effectively to make sure that relationship uh, stays uh, connected. Like here, here's an example, Tom, because I, I love this because, uh, you know, you're talking about you, you look at the people that you get in touch with frequently and they're kind of front of mind. And I went through the process and I review it every couple months just to see if there was somebody there I left off. And mm -hmm. there was somebody just a few months ago that I had met at a conference. We had a follow up conversation. Uh, we really hit it off. And then, you know, you get busy and all of a sudden we hadn't talked in three or four months. Sure. And I moved them uh, into refer.com where we could stay in touch every couple of weeks. And what that has read, led to recently is some new things are kind of involving and what we're doing with eternal leadership consulting and the coaching side is one of the most exciting joint venture opportunities that our company has had yet. Uh, it's, it's kingdom based. We're going to, he's got the same heart that we do, but if I hadn't been reaching out and just kind of developing that relationship, I actually just pulled up 
one of my old emails because one of the categories I put in there is he has a passion for mentoring the younger generation. And that's, so that's one of the interest categories. So I, I clicked on your link, you know, uh, add a value item. And your system found this amazing article on mentoring helps children find direction. So I just sent him a quick note and just said, hey, it was great talking with you. Let's touch base soon. And here's an article I thought you'd enjoy. And he got yep. back to me and he loved that article. He sent that out to his newsletter list. And so that's one little example. But really, if you have a heart of kind of giving and serving and you have a tool to help help you, because you know I, I spend about a half hour twice a week using refer.com. I'm able to fit that into my busy schedule mm -hmm. and I'm able to touch base with everybody. So, and you know, if any, if people want to check this out, you can go to refer.com forward slash eternal leadership. We have a link there to, to get a free trial and check this out if you want to. And, uh, as people have been listening to this, know that Steve and I have never really endorsed or referred people to any other companies, but Tom, what you're doing has such high value that we really just wanted to make this available to you know everybody that's part of our community and our audience because I know a lot of these people are business builders, they're in ministry, uh, they're running companies, and th this can be just a huge value add to uh, wherever you are um, in, in in business and in life. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that, John. I give you. Uh, I have a similar experience. I, someone who I let slip through the cracks, I put into my refer.com platform not ten days ago. And I sent him a note, and he sent me a note back, interestingly, and responded with, Tom, you could not have reached out to me at a better time. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you never know. Uh, I can tell everyone listening to this, you just never know when somebody really is uh, catalyzed to come back to you, and whether it's for a need that they have or just to rebuild the relationship. But the net effect of, of my reaching out to this gentleman is he sent me his draft of his next book, came right back about a day later, and he's, he's uh, updating a book that, that he did with Ken Blanchard 15 years ago, and he's going to weave refer.com through the whole book. I had no idea this was going on. So um, it's like an amazing thing. <laughs> One of my favorite stories is working with nonprofits and charities and, and, and uh, ministries and I got started with a friend of mine from Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, they're fairly well known across the U.S. And I went and met with one of their regional leaders and got him started on the refer.com um, tool where he's applying it to his uh, supporters. And he said, Tom, we, we really only talk to our supporters when we're having events and we need people to sponsor tables. And I know that's not right. So we got him started with um, the refer.com tool so that he could build the relationship 12 months of the year with his supporters. And after seeing the results about 90 days into using it, he said, it's just amazing how our supporters have become engaged with us and they're now becoming a part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And since that, uh, a modest start, uh, he's now uh, expanded to where 50 of his people are using this to ensure that the heart connection of what FCA stands for is conveyed consistently, not just when they need finance. Mm -hmm. And to me, 
if you're looking to bring a community together focused on a cause such as they are, or there's a whole host of other causes just as worthy, join up with people at a heart level by building the relationship. And that relationship will bring the, the talent and treasure and the time commitments that you're looking for in ways that you've, you've never had them before. And that to me is, is probably one of the, well, at this stage of, of, of my life, it's my number one passion is to see others like FCA, other ministry organizations uh, be blessed uh, in the same way as they have been because then we're uh, fulfilling a, a calling we can, we can all be uh, proud of. Well, Tom, as we wrap up, what are just some final thoughts you'd like to leave with or people listening to this? Well, one is uh, that we're made for relationships, first of all. Uh, the, we didn't invent this uh, premise. We're made for it. We're designed to be in community with each other. Uh, and we're designed to be in this uh, type of community seven days a week, not just uh, as we walk in the doors of our church or our, go to our cell group on Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, and number two is in this world that we're in today, uh, we're approaching, if we've not already passed, a tipping point. A tipping point where technology and social media and time pressures and family responsibilities and the seven-day-a-week uh, job uh, environments, uh, what I mean by that is, is to have the audience answer the question, how many of you checked your emails on Sunday before, um, uh, after church, you checked your emails and did some work from home because we're a 24-7 connected society. In this tipping point environment where everything is overwhelming us, set aside the social media and go back and put a little bit of energy, five minutes a day, into the relationships. And you'll see dividends that you've never anticipated. Relational dividends for sure, and maybe business dividends if applied that way. Definitely ministerial dividends. Give, 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 and people will begin to want to give back. And whatever that is, I call it an economy of give and give. Uh, you'll be blessed and, and be a blessing. So I would say that's my, my number one heart all these days. If you'd like that matrix of the scriptural principles that Refer.com implements into their website to help you maintain and nurture relationships, if you'd like to learn more about Tom and Refer.com, just visit our website, eternalleadership.com slash 099. That's eternalleadership.com slash 099. As you've heard me mention on the show for a few months now, one of our sponsors of the show is Refer.com. And if you'd like to try it for free for 14 days or get a free report on the five biggest referral killers, just go to Refer.com slash Eternal Leadership. That's Refer.com slash Eternal Leadership. Next time on Eternal Leadership, it's episode 100. And we bring in Lance Wallnow to help us. And we bring Lance Wallnow back to celebrate with us. I think the major one is one where you're stuck and God is the mischievous agent who's put you there and he's doing something you need to figure out. Uh, and nothing you're gonna do is gonna accelerate the process because it's gonna take nine months to make that baby. And until then you're stuck in a status called pregnant. Um, then there's other people that are actually in the stuck zone where um, they're reinventing who they are and what they're called to do and they're in a very profound life transition. And then there are people that are stuck because they simply don't have guys like you 
and podcasts like this where they can get the key insight that will jolt them into the awareness of what to do with their Kiyosaki investment of money and how to make it multiply. And so without that insight, they're stuck in uh, not prospering. This was yet another mind-blowing conversation. For John Ramstead, I'm Steve Ryder, and thank you for listening to Eternal Leadership. <laughs>